foremost i want to thank you all for uh, giving me a break for last week i was traveling for you know trying to figure out how to record on the road is never fun and ultimately i decided just not to do it i also want to apologize for this week uh we've got a lot of activity here in my apartment complex so uh it's not going to be as quiet as i'd like it when i'm recording this but is what it is we just kind of have to rock with it um, so, as always, this is the Tweet Cap, and I'm your host, Ryan, and there's a lot we could talk about. Uh, the obvious one is WrestleMania, but we're not going to talk about that, and I'll tell you why at the top of the show instead of at the you know end. Like the Royal Rumble, uh, Matt and I are doing another podcast on his uh, side, the Productive Conversations podcast, same group of people, so uh, I don't want to talk about that here because, I mean, A... Night 2 has not happened at the time of this recording. And B, it just feels like, you know, kind of overkill to do two whole shows with my opinions on WrestleMania. So if you are interested, and hopefully you are, because I am, this podcast, I want to say it's Tuesday. That being said, I do want something that is kind of combining two of the things I love to talk about most on these podcasts. This show has morphed into a political talk show, and I'm good with it. I was on Twitter, on some other social, and I came across a review for the TV show Young Rock. Now, I had not watched Young Rock yet, uh, you know, surprisingly enough, but I decided to give it a watch based off of this review, not because it was, you know, this great show that, you know, has all these accolades necessarily, although most people tend to give it positive reviews, but because this particular uh, review was claiming that uh, it might be the start of Dwayne Johnson for president. You know that I have a lot of opinions on the last celebrity president we had, um, and frankly, the first celebrity president we had. But I was kind of interested to hear how exactly an NBC sitcom could be considered a political launching point for The Rock. And so I went ahead and I watched the, I was going to watch the first three episodes. I ended up watching the entire thing because it is pretty good. Um, and I came to the conclusion that, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily president. I don't know if it's upcoming, you know, soon or for kind of a, for fun thing. But yeah, this definitely seems like, you know, The Rock is kind of myth building about himself and his family, um. Obviously, he comes from, at this point, a very famous family, but that's not how it's always been. I think that this is very much The Rock trying to establish his, you know, everyman persona after being, obviously, The Rock in professional wrestling and then action movie star and, you know, biggest celebrity on the planet, Dwayne Johnson, for the entirety of his adult life after that. Uh, This was definitely trying to make the people's champ the people's candidate. And I have a lot of mixed feelings but i wanted to i want to do more than just you know gripe about the rock's presidential ambition because in fairness he's not announced anything uh, you know this is just my opinion and the opinion of some um tv critics and wrestling critics actually but there was you know at the same time almost coincidentally on april 9th so just a couple days ago uh, 538 which is a uh, news news site they kind of focus on journalism and statistics so a lot of stats 
a lot of polling. If you go there for politics, they do sports too. They did something about this called Why Americans Can't Resist a Celebrity Political Candidate. Uh, it just so happened, you know, right when I decided I was going to do this uh, on the 10th, I decided that this was going to be today's episode, you know, finally. Uh, but the 9th, they, I read this article, and so I was like, this is perfect. It was almost meant to be. And essentially, this was a deep look into how celebrity is kind of morphing into political leadership and what that means, what that means not just about The Rock or the future, and in a little bit, what it means for the Donald Trump experiment. Um, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump, because of you know the findings, they were surprising to me, is necessarily you know revered. He specifically is not necessarily a good indication of this, but he did start something. Um, he did start something, and apparently it's a trend that I thought it would go the other way, personally. I thought that people would see this experiment... They would see the Kanye West stuff. I'm not even going to call that a campaign necessarily, but uh, they'd see all that and they'd say, absolutely not. We, we don't need this anymore. Um, not necessarily going back to the deep insider like a Joe Biden um, or someone to that effect. But I thought, you know, definitely be looking for somebody who's, you know, done something a little bit more traditional in regards to qualifying for uh, president of the United States. That's not true. Um, in a recent uh, PIP-LISSE, I'm saying that wrong, but it's a poll, 58% of respondents said that they would like to see one or both of the actors Matthew McConaughey and Dwayne The Rock Johnson launch bid for the Texas governorship and U.S. presidency respect, uh, respectively. Um, I'd like to take this point to be that's a weird question to ask people. Um, would you like to see Matthew McConaughey run for governor and would you like The Rock to be the president of the United States? Those are not the same question. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't impact the same number of people. For, for one thing, I'm not, I don't live in Texas, so whether I want Matthew McConaughey to be the governor of Texas or not is sort of irrelevant. I, I'm not a Texas voter. And obviously, you know, I do live in this country. <laughs> Rock Johnson being the president of this country would very, very much impact my life. Um, again, a weird question, but 58%. So more than half said that they would like to see those two people in particular uh, run for, well, I guess, The Rock for president and Matthew McConaughey for the governorship. And again, that question is tricky because perhaps what they're really saying is they'd like to see The Rock run for Senate or governor or something. Um, you know what I mean? Like They're not the same position, so it's a little weird that that question was asked. But 58%, even on a weird question, is still... A pretty high percentage um, and other actors were actually mentioned as well as people who might make good future presidents according to you know, this poll I really want to stress that these are not necessarily my opinions but Angelina Jolie Will Smith and Tom Hanks were all mentioned as people that Americans real-life Americans actually think would make a good president obviously The Rock you know has teased running for president before Matthew McConaughey uh, is very much talking about running for governor. He, you know, he's being very candid about he wants to get involved and he thinks that that might be a good place to start. So that one I think is maybe a little more serious, you know, in the short term, A, because the Texas governor's race is happening, you know, next year um, and there's no election until 2024 at the earliest. And The Rock, I mean, The Rock, whether he wanted to or not or whatever was going on with that, he did endorse in the 2020 presidential election. So 
he may very well would have to run against someone that he endorsed, be it Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, if he ran as a Democrat, or actually even if he ran as a Republican, he would still have likely have to run against one of them. So that would be a little awkward, the timing. Personally, I think that. But again, this Young Rock TV show has got me thinking that it is actually top of mind, as surprising as that is, because you know he's still at the top of his movie career, I think. I know he's had a couple of... Well, bad movies is the wrong term. He's had a couple of flops. <laughs> I guess they are flops. Um, they just didn't do as well as you know, like he wanted to. There's only so many times he and Kevin Hart can make the same movie, I guess. But um, not again. No disrespect to The Rock. The Fast movies, the Fast and Furious movies, are still really big movies. So uh, certainly not on the decline. Which again would make it different than, frankly, Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan before him, as well as some of the other celebrities who have run for office. You know, um, but. Doing some research, basically on this topic, it turns out this is um, this is not just happening with you know The Rock kind of speculating. Obviously, McConaughey, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, is apparently considering running in the recall election against uh, well, not necessarily against Governor Newsom. Obviously, if he's recalled, Governor Newsom cannot run. Um, but Caitlyn Jenner is uh, putting herself up as an alternative, uh, so p- people vote to recall the governor. She could potentially be someone who is interested in replacing him. Um, so, again, this is happening, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, the article itself, by the way, is a pretty good article. It goes into you know the history of celebrities running. Obviously, Donald Trump was a reality TV star, as well as you know his businesses. But, I mean, really, he was a reality TV star. Uh, he won the presidency. Al Franken... Obviously, he he left his office in uh, in disgrace with the sexual misconduct allegations. But he was an actor and a writer for SNL, and I mean that was like his long term career. It's not like he did a brief stint and then moved into politics. He's you know multiple multiple seasons of that show and writing for you know comedy. And so obviously he is another example of someone who successfully ran. And then he had like a whole separate career as. Uh, as a senator, you know, he was considered one of the uh, the premier uh, senators. He was like an old school kind of revered, you know, person. Obviously, his personal life came back, uh, came out rather, not came back. And, you know, people had to reassess him. But, you know, still can't take away the fact that at, before people knew that, before it was made, you know, really a talking point, he was absolutely considered a very serious senator and a very serious uh, leader within the country. Less serious, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California. He kind of magooed his way into that because he also was part of a recall election. So, I mean, if Caitlyn Jenner in the middle of this recall, she has, I guess, just as good a chance as anyone else. And then, of course, Ronald Reagan. Um, Whether you like Ronald Reagan or not, personally, he's defined an entire political party up until 2016. And honestly, I'd say up until 2018, really. Um He's revered in those circles, uh, GOP circles, conservative circles. And so you can't, you know, he definitely made an impact that was uh, very political. Uh, He, of course, was on the downswing in his career, which is, you know, acting career, obviously. So it's a little different, I think, personally, than seeing, you know, the rock run. Uh, Even McConaughey is kind of in a bit of a quiet period. He has not been making a lot. He does a podcast. He does those wild turkey commercials. Uh, I think he's still a spokesperson for Lincoln, the car, not president, at least not yet. 
So obviously he's kind of in a, a spot similar to a Reagan, although not nearly as old as Ronald Reagan um, was that, you know, he could actually maybe be considering hanging up the Hollywood mantle it hasn't been really paying off for him at the moment in getting involved in causes that he cares about or potentially in politics. But not everybody does well. Like I said, you know, Trump did, obviously, but Kanye in 2020 did very bad. He got 60,000 votes nationwide. And I think most of those were in like Wyoming. Um, Cynthia Nixon, who's actually having a bit of a career resurgence uh, the last few years. She's been on a couple of uh, Ryan Murphy Netflix shows. So, you know, all's well that ends well, but she was on Sex in the City. Um, and she was pretty handedly beat by uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, although I bet you she's wishing she could maybe run that back at this point. Basically, what it comes down to, and I'm going to stop, like I said, I'm, right now I'm kind of just going through the, the top line stuff from this article, which, again, I really do think everyone should read if they're interested. Um, but one thing that I wanted to like really talk about was that as much as everyone talks about how Trump was inexperienced, Trump was a poor uh, govern, you know, a poor governing. Even still, as you know, recently as last summer, so in the middle of all of the strife, in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, um, YouGov ran a poll, and they basically just gave thirty public figures, uh, put them in fifteen head-to-head matchups, and everyone which uh, person they would rather make president. And these are just public figures, but eighty-one percent of the respondents to that poll settled on the same person. of the people ended on Morgan Freeman as president of the United States. Morgan Freeman, who, again, by the way, has never even mentioned running for president. He's played the president, like, twice, I think. Or, no, he played the president in one movie, like, and then, like, in a copy of that movie, I think he was Jamie Foxx's chief of staff. I don't remember. If you remember, tweet at T-Tweetcap and let me know how many times has Morgan Freeman played the president. We know he's played God, so... He's got, you know, plenty on the resume in terms of powerful figures. But let me know. Uh, but either way, Morgan Freeman is not a young man, uh, which I guess doesn't really matter in presidential politics anymore because we haven't had a young person run uh, successfully in a very, very long time. But, yeah, he's not a young man. He's also a person of color, which is interesting that that many percent of Americans, you know, People had a problem with Barack Obama getting elected, and he had actually been a senator. Um, so it's a little bit interesting that celebrity almost kind of like, I don't want to say goes over that because that's not true. I mean, the the racial, um, the racial disparity um, in terms of leadership is still you know predominantly white, predominantly male. So I don't believe that celebrity is the key to breaking that particular. Uh, that particular problem in American society. But I do think that it's interesting that Morgan Freeman was the top choice out of that a Tom Hanks was on there or, a, you know, someone else that has kind of loaded maybe an Oprah, um, who, again, also a celebrity, also, you know, a TV personality, but for whatever reason is kind of seen as just having more, more politics. And I almost wonder if that's why someone like Oprah doesn't get the same amount of, you know, the same amount of look. And that's why maybe a McConaughey, who is very ambiguous politically, and The Rock, who is also very ambiguous politically, and then, of course, Morgan Freeman, who does not weigh in very often on politics, why they all do better. Because everyone who's listening can imagine a scenario where, regardless of what they believe, and some people believe some pretty bad stuff, but they can, you know, imagine a scenario where that particular celebrity, whom they like, agrees with them. You know what I mean? 
you could see Rock agreeing with you on immigration either way because he's never spoken about it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has been more outspoken about politics, but he's really all over the map, right? And so you think about it and you say, huh, I can see Matthew McConaughey agreeing with me on and then, you know, the economy or on healthcare. Whereas someone like, you know, Alyssa Milano, who is very political as part of their brand, or, you know, a LeBron James, uh, very political recently as part of his brand, uh, obviously has supporters, people who agree with what they're saying, and good points, by the way, from both of them, but also who, you know, they have detractors because they're so political in their brands. And another person who is actually being rumored to run for president, like, soon, um, God forbid, is Tucker Carlson. And I use celebrity loosely, although he is begrudgingly a very popular figure in the circles that he runs in. He does run in a specific circle. Uh, those people love him. They watch him all the time. He has great viewership. Everyone else hates him, kind of like Alyssa Milano. Um, you know, if you agree with Tucker Carlson, you know exactly where he stands. Then you agree. If you don't, then you don't. And so there's not a lot of ambiguity. You can't, you know, if you're if you're not part of that group, you can't really pretend that, oh, but maybe this person, because you know the answer. The answer is no. Um, also, interesting from this poll, actually, since I mentioned Tucker Carlson, this is a good segue. Look at that. News, news personalities are not as highly rated. Um, they're actually the lowest of the ratings. So people actually prefer actors over news personalities, of course, athletes and reality TV personalities. So unfortunately, you know, Bad news for Caitlyn Jenner, but, you know, it worked for the Arnold and it worked for Donald Trump, so California is a crazy, crazy place. But, yeah, overall, the three out of the top five head-to-head matchup winners were uh, Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson, which is super interesting. Again, all actors. Uh, up until recently, Samuel L. Jackson was just as apolitical as Denzel and uh, Morgan Freeman. But recently he's gotten more. So it'll be interesting to see if they do it again uh, next midterm, you know, 2022, and see if he's still in that top three, uh, or that top five, rather. But again, all actors. And I, I, I'm starting to think, well, also all black, which I'm actually just now realizing. Uh, oh, and the next sentence says we're, we're all black. Um, yeah, so that's actually interesting, too. But again, I think the actor thing comes because they play these different characters. You can see a conservative, you know, Denzel. You can see a super liberal Samuel L. Jackson. So it's just, I think that the actor thing, which again, The Rock is an actor. Uh, I think that actor thing might have a lot to do with this. But I was super, super in intrigued by all of this. But I was also a little disheartened uh, because I've had some conversations in the past few weeks. Uh, there's a lot going on that's unrelated to this. But uh, we, we have the, the George Floyd trial happening right now in Minnesota. And I mean, they're on day 10. And I personally still don't know which way it's going to go. Not, it's not me saying I don't know which way it should go. I do, but I'm not sure that, that I'm not sure that that's what's going to happen. There's just an all-time high distrust, obviously in the news, which kind of bears out why the news personalities didn't receive much of a a bump, but also in politics. And we keep looking at we keep looking at this, and I know I've heard this my entire life personally, and I know most younger folks. Uh, have probably heard this too, that they're all corrupt. The idea is that if you're in the field, you're corrupt. If you've met the person, then you know they're corrupt, and you know they're corrupt. If you haven't met the person, they're running for office, 
so they must be corrupt. And it's just disheartening because I'm going to have a hot take here on the podcast. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and I'm not saying I would or wouldn't vote for him. You know, you have to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not singularly going to fix the problems with this country. Uh, I don't live in Texas, but I know that there's a bit of a a battle happening in Texas over the uh, future of that state and what it means to be a Texan. Um, Matthew McConaughey is not going to define that <laughs> for you all. He's just not. Um, no better than, you know, trying to think of another, like a Ted Cruz, I guess, or a Greg Abbott, or a, I believe her name is Veronica Escobar. She's a congresswoman out of Texas. Uh, you know, all these people, all political leaders in Texas, all probably hated uh, by at least, you know, 40% of the people that uh, live in their area. And they don't define what it means to be, you know, X, Y, or Z, American or Texan or New Jerseyan or whatever. Um, and a celebrity is not going to do that either. Um, it, it doesn't change just because you've seen, you know, all of their films. What it does do, though, is it means that the person who has to make very important decisions will have never had to make important decisions before. And here's the thing. People who have had these jobs, who have had to make these important decisions before, they've absolutely screwed up. Everyone does. Sometimes fatally. And I get the instant reaction of, well, they screwed this up. I'm sick and tired of politicians forgetting about me. I'm going to vote for the rock or i don't know morgan freeman and it used to be like when i was a kid people would say stuff like that but they meant like writing their name in they'd be like yeah i don't like either choice i'm gonna write in tom hanks and it was almost like a funny little joke and it was funny because everyone knew that tom hanks a would never win and b probably wouldn't make all that good a president and then somewhere along the line from when I was a kid in like 2004-ish is when I really kind of became aware of the American political system. I didn't get into it until, you know, 2008. And then I didn't hit my current, you know, political positions, you know, separate from that of the, my environment until probably 2017. But yeah, it used to be a joke when people said Tom Hanks, I'm going to vote for Tom Hanks. And that's not a joke anymore. <laughs> I think there's people who would very much legitimately donate money, attend rallies, knock on doors, and then ultimately cast their vote to Tom Hanks. And I think they've made that decision already um, without even thinking about, well, what does Tom Hanks have or not have that Cory Booker has and does not have? Or that, you know, to pick a prominent Republican like Ben Sass has or does not have um and it's interesting because you hear all this hollywood is out of touch and especially if you're a conservative you hear all the time that hollywood is out of touch hollywood doesn't understand us and i'm sure that if they ever ran that would be that would be the uh, refrain that people who are not <laughs> celebrities use but i mean the polling doesn't bear that out that you know people are still overwhelmingly okay with somebody who they only know from from Hollywood, from you know a newsroom, from a recording studio, or from a uh, you know television and movie set, they're overwhelmingly okay with the idea that that person could go from doing that 
to running the free world. And I mean, it shows, of course, how important name ID is in a political setting. If people know who you are, they're going to vote for you. And we're actually seeing that bear out a lot uh, in a race that doesn't have any... Oh, I guess it does actually have a celebrity in it, doesn't it? Huh. The New York uh, mayor's race, where actually the television personality, but it's a news seat, it's a news person. So that kind of... Uh, it kind of bears out what I was saying. If you if you're known from you know cable news or Fox or you know whatever, you're not you're not nearly as you're more like a politician. You have a group that thinks you're great and a group that doesn't think you're great, and everybody low key sort of thinks that you're corrupt or somehow compromised. But Andrew Yang is not who I'm talking about. But Andrew Yang uh, ran for president as an unknown you know entrepreneur and did surprisingly well, especially in a New Hampshire, which is where he actually suspended his campaign. But um, yeah, Iowa, he did surprisingly well. New Hampshire, he did even. Um, and now he's running for the mayor of New York. And I mean, he's in the lead. And it's, I know maybe a New Yorker would stop me and be like, no, actually so-and-so. And there's definitely other people who are polling pretty well and who are making big moves in the in the campaign. But Andrew Yang is definitely the clear front runner, um, sort of like the presidential election in 2020 that he lost only in this case he's not andrew yang he's joe biden where you know everyone's like well when's he going to implode you know everyone knows who he is but nobody nobody cares or nobody will vote for him once they meet everybody else and that that didn't pan out in 2020 for democrats who thought joe biden was going to come in with this you know support that's a, a mile a mile wide and an inch deep and maybe that's exactly what happened but it held and andrew yang is seeing the same exact thing everyone in new york knows who he is um, and that appears to be enough <laughs> that, you know, everything else is kind of, you know, superfluous to requirements at that point. And I think that that's, again, what we're, what we're seeing in these polls bear out. Uh, everyone knows who the rock is. Everyone knows who, you know, Morgan Freeman is. And that's really all they need to know. They know, they know them. They don't hate them. When you really think about it, they've never made any overtly political stances. And so, it becomes easy to see yourself saying, yeah, well, they seem like a good, you know, person. And I bet you they agree with me on enough stuff and they're not another politician. So let's give them a try. And I don't want to throw all of this on the uh, voter either. Um, obviously, celebrities have the ego of a politician and you have to have ego to be a politician, specifically running for president. I mean, to imagine that you singularly are the greatest leader in the entire nation and you know this is not a small nation either this is you know the united states um and for all of the the faults that we do have in this country we also you know have a lot of good um, and a lot of potential for good even if we don't always live up to it so the idea that you know a person would consider themselves the absolute best choice to lead that country i mean there's absolutely there's absolutely some sort of ego involved in that and celebrities musicians athletes they all have that ego especially when you're doing it at that level you know when you're uh you know a super bowl champ or a you know blockbuster success or a grammy award winner whatever it may be you of course have this thought that yeah i mean i'm the best and in those worlds they for sure are actually the best but there needs to be some self-reflection if and again i'm picking on tom hanks and i don't really mean to uh but it's okay i mean i know who my my listeners are and none of them are tom hanks so i think we'll be okay however if you do know tom hanks and you are listening 
you should send him this. See what he says. But, you know, we used to joke about Tom Hanks being the write-in candidate. Not because we preferred Tom Hanks necessarily. I mean, maybe some people were being genuine, like, actually, I'm writing in Tom Hanks. I think he'd make the best president. But most people were, you know, picking someone obscure or who obviously wouldn't be a good president because that was the point. Like, Tom Hanks would make a bad president and he'd still be better than Barack Obama and John McCain, you know? Or, you know, Tupac is dead and uh, they'd still make a better uh, president than... John Kerry and George W. Bush, like those sort of things, and that was the, that was the joke. That was the point of those jokes. Um, was not that I prefer, you know, Tom Hanks, or I wish Tupac was still alive so they could be president. It was supposed to be like obviously never elect this person as president, but given the options, I I would vote for them. And now it's no longer a joke. Now it's people legitimately claiming that they would prefer these candidates. And I just, I wonder where, where the disconnect is, how it went from a joke to something more. And again, I know some people are going to listen to this and be like, you're overthinking. It's a joke. But I'm, I'm telling you, at least based off of, you know, this young rock thing sent me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, like I said, he's clearly telling the story of his life and it's unsanitized in a way. And I think that's smart. I mean, to kind of play armchair campaign person here, it's smart because, I mean, The Rock has said some problematic things. I'm a wrestling fan. I, I cheered for it. Um, doesn't make it right, by the way. Uh, just because, you you know, when you're younger, you cheered for problematic content doesn't mean you have to defend that content forever. Other than to say it was a different time uh, and, you know, you were wrong in the past. But the uh, The Rock has said some stuff that, would disqualify another candidate. Uh, stop me if you've heard that one before. He's kind of acknowledging it. He's talking about working the gimmick, which is a wrestling term. The gimmick, of course, is like your character. Um, and, you know, he's basically kind of... He's setting up that defense. Um, and he's giving a lot away to, you know, a free audience of NBC because he wants, I think, he in the future wants those people to remember that. When someone says, look at what The Rock said, he can say, uh-uh, I was working the gimmick. And then he can drop the gimmick to run for office, quote-unquote. But um, here's the one thing that I would just say um, to anyone who is, you know, on the President Johnson bandwagon, and I don't mean Lyndon, I mean Dwayne, you know who The Rock is. Um, even And even celebrities who are not, you know... <laughs> known by a uh, known by a a pen name or a stage name um you know who the rock is and when it comes to like tom hanks you know who you know tom hanks is as like woody right in toy story you know who uh larry crown i always think larry crown is a horrible movie uh, man i'm really picking on tom hanks in this episode um horrible movie but i've seen it um, and so, you know who Larry Crown is, if you, you know, were unfortunate enough to have to see that movie, you know who, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow is, you don't know who Johnny Depp is, you don't know who Tom Hanks is, and you don't know who Dwayne Johnson is, you know, Morgan Freeman played the president, so did Martin Sheen, I actually love Martin Sheen as the president, I would never vote for Martin Sheen to be president of the United States, because I know who Jed Bartlett is, 
you know, he's a fictional character who lived in a fictional universe that I happen to love. Like, absolutely love. I should rewatch that show again. Anyway, but whatever. Not the point. Um, it wasn't real. Martin Sheen, if elected, would be real. And Martin Sheen is not who I watched on The West Wing. You know, if, if you really like the way The Rock is talking in his, you know, movies or his TV show, like, remember, it's, it's not him. He's an actor. That's literally his job. Same with Morgan Freeman as president or as God or, you know, same as Tom Hanks every time he plays a lovable character or a not lovable character, although most of his characters are lovable. It's not them. We're not sitting down hearing what they think should be done in the world. And even when they are saying it on their Twitter or whatever, they've got teams of people who read these, who discuss these. They have resources. They have, And not that politicians don't, by the way. But just remember that. That just because you've heard someone's name and you've seen them before doesn't mean you know them. And it's weird we talk about name ID. Because just knowing the name of someone makes us feel like we've met them. And, I mean, that's obviously, that's the, I'm going to say the beauty. Other people would hate that, but whatever. That's the beauty of our system. Or what's, what's interesting for someone like me who, you know, uses it not just to select the leader of the free world, you know, every, you know, four years as a, you know, a vote, but who follows it and is entertained by the ins and outs and who just likes, you know, is entertained by it. And I'm, you know, I'm one of the biggest culprits of everything I'm railing against right now. I use politics as entertainment, just like a lot of people do. Uh, but I'd like to think that even though I'm entertained by it, I try to keep the entertainment in a bowl. You know, when you're casting a ballot, when you're supporting a candidate, when you're getting involved, when you're making those kind of decisions, it doesn't matter if you're entertained by a certain debate moment necessarily. It, it you know, it's supposed to be more than that. <laughs> or it doesn't matter if you know the name of somebody uh, or how much money they raised. Um, that's all horse race stuff. That's all they cover on you know news, and we we rally against it all the time. We hate the way the news talks about elections, and then we make all of our decisions exactly like the news channels predict we will. We we to pick the name that we know the best and we just vote for that because we've heard of them and because we've heard of them we feel like we know them we don't know these people and if you do happen to know these people then great if you personally know you know chris christie or elizabeth warren and you're like they would make a great president by all means vote for them if you have a personal connection if you know tom hanks you know like i've talked with tom hanks about the immigration crisis at length and there was no cameras there was no twitter there was no interview. I am fully convinced that Tom Hanks would handle immigration better than anyone who's run for president. Then, okay, you have insider knowledge, and all means you should support Tom Hanks, and you should tell others to do that and tell those stories. But we don't know these people on the whole. We've never met them. We've never had to hear a real statement from them. Don't let celebrity trick you. Uh, we, I mean, we all crave fame. We all crave celebrity. I talk into a microphone every week. Uh, I don't get paid for it. It'd be awesome if I did. But, you know, obviously we all have a little part of us that wants people to hear us and wants people to know us. So I'm not faulting that. I'm not trying to disparage their career or anything like that. But we just have to, we, we let fame dictate a lot of what we do. Fame dictates what our culture looks like. Fame dictates, you know, how we buy things as consumers. Uh, fame... And celebrity status dictates 
the vast majority of what we do in our lives. We dress a certain way because we don't want to get dumped on by, you know, Gen Z on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, we we use, you know, fame and influence in almost every decision at this point. Um, and I'm not here to talk about the pro- proliferation of that through social media. But I am going to say that we need to silo, I think, personally, we need to silo one bit off. Just one. You can dress like your favorite TikToker. You can try and make music like your favorite artist. You can only do the workout that your favorite athlete does. And you only see movies that your favorite actor or actress has approved or that are Oscar worthy or whatever. Like, that's fine. That's, that is your prerogative to do as a person. And by all means, if you have a microphone, even if it's a bad one like mine, go ahead and talk into it for 45 minutes about, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson running for president, potentially. Uh, That's your right to do that. And that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, when we're picking leaders, we need to, A, put it aside. Don't let the fact that we have heard a name determine whether or not we think that person knows us and knows what's best for us, because it most certainly does not. I would go the other way. The more we know about a name, the less convinced I would be that that person is, you know, in a position to understand what's happening in the country. That's just my personal opinion. And I'm sure there's exceptions, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, But also, in addition to that, in addition to not letting the name distract us, don't let the fact that somebody... (laughs) Don't let the fact that somebody has only ever tried to help be the reason you don't support them. And again, I have a different view on this than most people, and I hope someday, I hope that this is step one in changing that. And maybe I'll talk about this more often if I see more stories like this, more stories where, no offense to the rock, but someone who has done absolutely nothing to help people uh, in real life gets you know this high praise as a a man of the people willing to serve when men and women who actually try to serve locally or nationally yes are ignored and yeah there are corrupt politicians because there's power on the line but there's no power in hollywood the rock doesn't have an immense amount of power of course he does and he uses his money to help folks which is great he should do that more often um but I'm talking about the people who don't start with money. And in fairness, some politicians start with a lot of money. Um, and they could be just wealthy you know, business faces or celebrities even in some cases, like an Al Franken, who just donate to causes they believe in because you know, it's a way to help. But you know, they're not serving people. They're, they're paying people to serve. It's the, you know, it's the volunteer or the nonprofit professional or, yes, the local politician who has dedicated their time to serving. And so when you have a mayor or a city council member who seeks higher office, that shouldn't be a sign of that shouldn't be a sign of this person is ambitious and needs to be knocked down a few pegs because they're they're just trying to use us. If they've been helping you as a member of your board of ed, the mayor of your town, if they take care of that pothole in the road, the chances are that they want to do that for more people. Or even if they don't, they can do that for more people because they've done it before. They know what it, what survey, they know what service does. And they know how to serve without, you know, writing a massive check 
of money that they earned from you know a song or a movie or a TV series or whatever. I and again, no one's ever going to actually believe me on this. I get that. And in fairness to the counterpoint, more than you know, more than our fair share number of politicians have proven themselves to be completely corrupt. It is it's a fact. This 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 didn't develop out of a bubble. Uh, we've seen corruption. We've seen scandal. Um, over and over again since, I mean, since the 60s, 70s, when was Nixon? Um, not that Nixon was the first, by the way, but he was probably the, the big one, obviously, uh, being president and all when it happened. So I get that this is not something that changes, but I'm just going to you know be honest with you, with my opinion. Our country won't get better until we acknowledge that. Because like I said, you know, several you know minutes ago, the Rock isn't the answer to the problem. Tucker Carlson, Alyssa Milano, Tom Hanks, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, Matthew McConaughey—they are no more equipped to fix the problem than anyone else. The problem is we, the people, <laughs> have got to stop. We've we've got to change. I'm not going to get into any more than that because this is already a long episode that I'm going to have to cut down. But we we're we're the ultimate voices of change, the regular people, the voting public. There's more of us collectively. We experience the hardships and the triumphs of every day that in a way that celebrities and even politicians at the moment can't always can't always relate to. So ultimately we need to be the arbiters of who among us, be it a Dwayne Johnson or, you know, a Cory Booker or someone else, someone that hasn't, you know, made a name for themselves at this moment. We have to be the arbiters of that ourselves. And we I hope that when we do that, we do it off of merit. Because if we don't, if we don't work off of merit when we make these decisions, we're just asking to be played. But anyway, that's our show. Obviously let me know what you think. Um you can again Tweet at T, tweet cap, give us a follow there for more content and obviously for the release of each episode, I put those up there. Um, but you can also send us an email at tweetonline at gmail.com if you have an idea or if you've seen something interesting that you want to cover. Um, it does not have to be politics and news related, um, but just full disclosure, since I've been taking over, that's where I spend most of my time on Twitter, on the news feed. So definitely give, a, give me a heads up if there's something else that definitely deserves coverage that's been trending recently because I, I may not see it or I may not give it the time it deserves um, myself when I'm reading about it, but I definitely want to know about it. And as always, you can hear us on Spotify. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Audible, I think. Amazon has us. Pretty much anywhere that you find your podcasts, you can listen to us. So thank you again for listening to the Tweet Cap and have a great day.